0: What did that dog say?
1: Let me out.
0: There's far, there's going too far, then there's us, a tad too far, where we take ideas far, then bring them back here for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Athena, and I'm here with Taj. Oh. Hey. And Edric. What up, go? And this is <laughs> round three of us taking a movie and switching its genre, keeping the title. And the genre I chose was comedy, and the movie I chose was, is Jurassic Park. <laughs> made in 1993 in america sci-fi adventure film directed by steven spielberg <laughs> and i'm sure everyone knows but it's about dinosaurs on an island they're uh what <laughs> where,
1: where, where's dinosaurs
0: i <laughs> don't know what dinosaurs are <laughs> um but it pretty much is just them showing the science behind how they made the dinosaurs, and then trying to get backing for their park. And a lot of things go wrong, and a lot of people die, and dinosaurs die. And uh, so I thought I would turn it into wait. a comedy.
1: Wait, wait. Okay. No. See, here's a water droplet. See, watch how it goes down my hand. Now, oh. <laughs> logically, <what you laughs> <say>? water droplets.
0: <laughs> That's real sci-fi right there. <laughs> I love it. Nice. (laughs) Um, Go
1: ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No,
0: it's fine. But uh, so it pretty much just is um, a a Jurassic themed, like theme park, I guess. That they're they're um, they fly people out who try to like approve of it and back it before it's open to the public. And, um, it all goes wrong (laughs) for the most part. And so I didn't actually follow any of this except for the idea that it's like a theme park type zoo and it's got dinosaurs. And so for mine, um, because it's a comedy, I actually have it, um, with an air writer opening up and talking, introducing the, the title and the, the, um, the idea of the the movie and then i have it being interrupted by some dogs who break the fourth wall and they're shocked that he just said Jurassic Park and this one dog that i've named Alfred is like whoa dude this is wrong it's supposed to be classic bark and he's like argues with this dog he's like no i have Jurassic Park written down that's what this movie's about it's a dinosaur movie and he's like upset this dog is talking which is okay cuz it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> And um, he calls over another dog named Buford, and he's like, what did, what did you submit for the movie title? And Buford tells him, but he's lisping. And so it sounds like Jurassic Park, even though he's still saying classic bark. And so all of these dogs think that they're about to do this movie with them performing classical songs and plays and things. But it turns out that everything for the movie has been um, promoted as dinosaurs in a zoo-type setting. Wow (laughs) And so I have Buford apologizing And saying that he found out he's allergic to cinnamon Because he ate some wrong treats And it made his mouth hurt And that's why he's talking weird (laughs) And I have all these dogs scrambling around So I have different breeds of dogs Who now are trying to run around And get dressed up as dinosaurs And act as dinosaurs In these different settings Wow Wow Kind of kept picturing like the Muppets when they show them backstage running around and mishappenings happening and whatnot. And so I just imagine all these different dogs, like trying to tell each other where to go and what to do and how dinosaurs behave. And like one smart little dog trying to be like the leader, saying, "Oh, I know everything about dinosaurs. We got to do this. We got to do that. You can't, you know, have that color on that one. You have to look like this." And so they're trying as quick as can be to make this movie happen. What?
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just waiting for the punchline because if you don't have a good punchline for the very end, I have a good one. But yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so I have, and I wrote down a few of them. Like some of the chihuahuas were going to perform the nutcracker, but now because they're little chihuahuas, they're actually going to be the small horned frilled dinosaurs and they're going to be running around chasing each other, squawking. At each other.
2: Oh Lord!
0: Because <laughs> that's what chihuahuas do. <laughs> oh Lord! And then I have greyhounds acting out um, just the stampede because they're fast, as a megalosaurus, and then I have the great Danes, of course, being the T-Rex, and they're they're running around, kind of terrorizing everybody because of their size, and so it's oh, okay. still like a little bit of each breed doing their own thing as different types of dinosaurs, but it's still chaos. And then by the very end, I just have, um, the audience laughing, a little bit scared, but laughing. And, uh, and then all the pups are just exhausted and collapsed because of all the work they had to do.
1: Sounds good. (laughs) And so, okay, here's, here's the punchline you need at the very end, right? Okay. the one dog's like, he's like, is is ruined. Like, the whole thing, it wasn't good. And the other dog turns to him and says, well, at least we got some bones out of it. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. But I just, like, when I made, because I only named two of them. Alfred and Buford are the two dogs that are gripe, griping at each other at the beginning about messing up the whole thing. And so I just have them kind of constantly going at it throughout the whole like movie, I guess. In between Why? all the transitions between the different dinosaur stories.
2: I would have had a pit bull as a, as a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would have been good.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, I can see what,
0: that. What would yeah. the people have done as far as the classical part? Because they uh, all were there thinking they were going to perform classical.
2: Yeah, you would have. You would have probably done like some Shakespearean <laughs> speech or something, like from Othello, or you he would have held up like a skull and 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 done all this kind of talking
1: and the like, Her arms. I can't get check <laughs> It, it, or, or he would have been uh, been there for a tenor because, you know, he, he have a. Just built it coming. out. Yeah, held it out like a tenor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'd be the for real. Like, everybody else realized what's going on. He's the one still trying to act like he got some sense. Like, you cannot come around me, I will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Off. I can see that.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want it to be as bad. Not that Jurassic Park's bad, but there is a lot of death and maiming and whatnot. And so all the dogs were well-behaved in my version.
2: Nah, you can't have a comedy with well-behaved dogs.
0: <laughs> as far as like no one got bit or anything. Like well, somebody got to
2: get bit. You got to have a mailman running through there at some point in time. It's just, it just—it doesn't make sense to not have one. I'm but saying. there's not
0: a mailman in Jurassic Park. They're trying to be Jurassic.
2: Right, but they're doing this in a theater, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, theaters yeah. have mail mailboxes. Somebody mailman could be running through it. True. And, true. Through
0: there.
1: and then, of course, you could have the mailman be like, "Clever girl." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> A little Bob Peck, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> That'll work. That okay, Todd, you're next.
1: Oh, I'm next? Okay. Yep. Alright, so trivia time again. Uh, oh, gosh. So, Gina Rollins, James Garner, Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling, uh, and then those are the main ones that you should know. So, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, and then I have two of the other people, but it ties in.
2: Oh, my God. You're not doing a notebook.
1: (laughs)
0: notebook.
1: (laughs) I'm
2: mad at myself even knowing that.
0: (laughs) I've never seen it.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) The memes. Oh, the memes. Oh,
1: my goodness. (laughs) So um, the uh, the other two actresses, and why it's important is because they're in the the movie. It's a uh, Starlet Dupois and Jennifer Eccles. So um, basically, so <laughs> one of my punchlines for this is it's going to be the Notebook, and then the tagline is going to be "Some movies don't need a two <laughs> <It's> a comedy." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> So, the whole point of this is it's going to be super meta-comedy. So, um, But let me break down kind of what happens in the notebook as far as my research, because I've never seen it either. So, um, so Duke uh, is reading a story from his notebook, right? And so, he's reading it. And so, we go back and we see these two teenagers, uh, Noah and Allie. And uh, they're meeting up, and they really like each other. Uh, they sneak away to have sex, but then his best friend comes and stops him because they find out that the, the Allie's parents called the cops um, on him. And so they, so they finally go back to Allie's house. And so the mom comes out, and her, her name is Annie. And um, she says, all right, he's lower class. You can't be seen with him. Um, never see him again. And so he leaves, Right and so the next day <laughs> the, the Ellie's parents decide that they're moving so she can't find Noah so she tells Finn to tell Noah that she loves uh, that she loves him and then no Noah, uh, Noah finally finds out and he tries to run back to see her but she's already left so like the parents like you can't see him next morning they move okay so um, <laughs> then uh, come to find out that um, During that time when they were teenagers, they had seen this house and they dreamed about fixing up this abandoned house. Okay, so uh, Noah goes to World War II with Finn. Finn dies, comes back, Uh, but during that time frame, he wrote to Allie uh, every day for a year, and the mom kept grabbing all the letters and hiding them and not letting her see them. So Allie doesn't know that Noah still loves her or that he still loves her because he was writing to her every day, but the mom hid all the letters. So um, he comes back from World War II. His father sold his house so he could buy the abandoned house, and he starts working on it. And so he finishes building the house. And so when Allie's working, uh, when Allie's in her wedding dress, because she met this other guy that was also a lieutenant, and so um, uh, she faints when she finds out that he finished building the house. So she proponents, Uh, postpones her wedding and goes back to see Noah. So they meet up, smash, and then um, you know they're in love. Then the mom shows up, and she's like, you know what? I used to like this boy that was from a lower class too, but I still think about him, but we never got together. And Noah does love you because he wrote to you for a year straight. Here's all the letters. And then so then Allie goes, breaks up her marriage, and then Her and Noah get married, and then we flash back forward to the present, which is back in the nursing home with Duke reading the story, okay? And you come to find out that the person he's reading it to is Allie, who has dementia. And so she finally remembers who she is and remembers that Duke is actually Noah. And she recognizes him, and they're all happy for like five minutes, and then she forgets again, and then she freaks out. And so they have to separate them. And so later that night, um, Duke sneaks into Allie's bedroom and so she remembers him and he says I'll never I'll never leave you, you know, uh, but our love can make us remember forever type of thing and then come the next morning the nurse walks in, finds them both dead in bed. Wow. <laughs> End of the notebook. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's how the movie ends. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is like the king of all sappy love movies,
1: romance yeah. stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's some rainy kiss in it, right?
1: Yeah, there's some rainy kiss in it. Yeah. I think
0: that's, I've seen that clip of a bunch of times, but that is all I know about the notebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Now you're probably asking, how can I make a comedy out of that?
2: <laughs> no kidding. When did it come out again?
1: Um, oh, shoot. I didn't write down the year that came out. Normally I'm good about that. I want say 91.
0: Oh, it came out that long ago?
1: I'm to say so.
0: Really? Was it? Oh,
1: uh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> 2004. Two thousand
2: four, okay, early early two so. thousands. Yeah, okay. early two thousands. I, I had to. I was dating somebody, and a pre work was set to doing. So and I had to watch that movie. And yeah, was, I'll never get that time back. I mean, it was it was it was a great love story, but I don't do love stories. I <laughs> I, I despise love stories. If nobody's dying, if nobody's shooting, if nobody's getting bit, if no actual stuff is happening. I don't want any part of it. So, yeah. All
1: right, so. And
2: I want them not getting on at the end of it. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I don't watch this whole damn whole, whole damn movie. Hey, really? <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, go ahead. My man, that's
1: <laughs> Wow. So, uh, <laughs> My comedy version is it's the about the two nurses. So uh, the nurse that found them dead, you know, comes in like, "crap, they're dead," and so uh, of course they call the family. Family comes in, and so um, and one of the research I saw it, they had three kids, but from what I could tell, you never saw them, or they were never a major plot point in the movie. So the kids come in, and they're like what the heck is he doing here? I mean, why did, why was he in her room? They were supposed to be separated. She has dementia. He wasn't. And they complain and they get uh, the nurse uh, Esther fired. Okay. And, but while she's there, you know, she's trying to say like, Hey, here's their personal belongings. Here's this notebook, uh, you know, where they wrote their story. Of course, the kids don't give a care about it. They throw it away. And so she happened to pick it up because she was like, you know, for, because the nurses were always there while he was reading the story to her. So they knew part of the story. And so she kind of wanted to finish the story. So she picked up the notebook since they threw it away. They didn't want it. So it's not like she stole it from them. Right. right. So, um, so hers and uh, Nurse Selma uh, is uh, you come to find out that uh, uh, n- Nurse Selma, uh, Selma, they meet up later on, uh, and you uh, come to find out that Nurse Selma, though, was letting uh, Duke into the room, like he would pay her like 20 bucks, and he'd let, let him in, because she's like, why not? He's paying me money, I don't care, you know? And so, um, meanwhile, elsewhere, the kids find out, you know, they're there at the reading of the will, and in the reading of the will, it says, whoever holds uh, their story, meaning that the two parents' stories, We'll get the deed to the house. So the kids are like, what does that mean? Like, who's holding our story? You know? And so they're trying to figure it out. And then, um, you return back to, um, uh, uh, okay, sorry. You return back to Esther and, uh, you find out her, she goes home and her granddaughter's hanging out with this, this boy and she's like, no, you can't be hanging out with him. He's below your class type of thing, which doesn't make any sense. So, uh, but, uh, so it's kind of like, the whole premise of this is kind of making it meta, but comedy because like the whole concept of the notebook and so it's like this kind of thing, like you can't hang out with him. And then so Selma comes over, tells Esther, hey, you know, sorry, you lost your job. You could always get another nursing job, but, you know, maybe you should try and you know, write a book based off of the story that's in the notebook, right? That that you took from the hospital, and then maybe you know you can make some money from that or something, right? So uh, she um, she thinks about it, and then you know she comes to find out that the deed for the house that's in there. But she also has then the kids starting to bug her, like, "Hey, I'll give you this for the notebook. I'll give you this for the notebook." So there's all this mismatch of you know the kids are like. Hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks for that notebook. And they're like, well, why would you want to give me a thousand bucks? You sure it away, <laughs> you know, type of thing. And so it's this, uh, comedy. And then the other thing I was going to do to make it even more meta is one of the end things is, um, they run into Nicholas Sparks, who is the actual author of the notebook. And so they sell him the notebook concept story ideas so that he, and they'll get royalties from it. Cause par- the thing is with the, I might be doing this wrong, so de- correct me if I'm wrong, D, so hopefully uh-huh. I'm uh, But the two nurses that are African-American, so I try to make it kind of like a you know a, a, uh, African-American comedy type of thing. So I was going to have it it's like, you know, we can't be selling, you know, people aren't going to believe the story that we sell, so we're going to get this proxy guy to sell the story for us and make all the money. And yeah, so that's, that's right. white. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Super Nella,
2: ain't nobody gonna believe that we wrote this
1: shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so and so, yeah, I hadn't decided whether they keep the house or not, but I did decide that they would make all this royalty money off of the notebook because they sold the idea to Nicholas Sparks. Wow. <laughs> so it's supposed to be like kind of a meta comedy on the Notebook, but also be like a mirroring mirroring the notebook story in the background so okay and also showing it and also showing it from a different racial perspective so because like you know african-americans you know you can't hang out with him your family can't move the next day (laughs) like what the heck it's like white people they can be like we have money you know you can't hang out with him you know what let's just move houses you know we'll just move get movers here (laughs) you're like what the heck yeah, and this October. happened when
0: like the storyline of the notebook was during uh
1: because well, he was seventeen, so if he went to the army uh World War two, so it had been like nineteen thirty something,
0: okay, and then the movie ended, and they were older, yeah,
1: they were older, yeah, yeah,
0: okay huh. Yeah. I like
1: it. But even then, who could have money to like move like overnight? <laughs> You'd be
2: surprised. That means they already had another house somewhere. I know. Yeah, went. And so, yeah. in the
0: thirties they did that?
2: Different yeah. properties, yeah. I mean houses for like twenty thousand dollars, like you know, Yeah, but it was also the really... depression. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're talking about some people went through the depression not everybody got hit you know some people still maintain their money and, and, and their name and everything so
1: yeah well and, and the the other thing that was is the the actual house that's in the movie uh, is a refurbished plantation house so they was just something that seemed seemed nice to me to have them get the in the house you know it's like rep- reparations you know, Oh uh-huh. yes, so, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of <laughs> you could do in there.
0: Would they want that house though?
1: All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not, but yeah. <laughs> all righty then. Yeah. That
0: was interesting. Uh, it,
2: it was. A- <laughs> I still hate that damn movie, but it, it was interesting. Yeah. I, 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 can never do it. Athena, you would actually like it, fall in love with the, all, all that. it's no. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, the second you said it, it brought back those thoughts of that. <laughs> damn, I can't even do it. Okay, well, last but certainly not least, um. <laughs> My movie stars James Cahn and Kathy Bates.
1: James Cahn and who?
2: Kathy Bates.
1: Kathy Bates?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, uh No, you got it. That's right. My movie that I'm flipping is Misery. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. The 1990 thriller slash suspense movie. Uh, all of the above yeah that's that's the one I'm flipping so uh, those who don't know uh if you haven't seen a movie these are all old movies that we're talking about nothing yeah. real new nothing's in the movie theaters right now go back and watch the movies they're all good except for the notebook <laughs> <laughs> zero on yo no I'm plan uh, but um misery is about a writer Right. Uh, his name is Paul Sheldon, and Paul writes romance novels, uh, Victorian romance novels. And the main character in his novel is a uh, misery testain. And so he writes all these novels and everything, and, and, you know, everybody's captivated by the main character and how it goes, but he's actually trying to stop writing that series altogether. And in doing so, he's trying to start a new series, trying to start a new book, new character altogether. So, um, in the midst of writing this other story, he's traveling um from uh Silver Creek, Colorado. He's doing like book signings and stuff, and in the road, he's going back to New York where he's from. And on the road he winds up getting in this ice slippery spot and winds up crashing his car, right? So in crashing his car, he wakes up and he was out. It wasn't necessarily a coma, but he was out. He wakes up and in this person's house. And so come to find out, like he's got broken bones, broken legs, he's got dislocated shoulder. And this person that's taking care of him is Kathy Bates character, uh, Annie Wilkes, who's actually a nurse in that local town. And so she automatically knows who she is. She's like his number one fan. She loves everything about him. And then some she is a Stan, in other words. She's totally captivated by him and everything that he does, especially when it comes to the characters in the books. She loves Misery Chastain. Well, in the midst of taking care of him and him going through basically a rehabilitation in her house, he lets her as a, as a gift, as a thank you note, read the latest novel that he has written, which is going to be the end of the series of Misery Chastain. She can't stand that. She flies off the rails. Like the rage in her is absolute but the fact that you're gonna kill off the one character that's kept her going all these years, right? So she starts torturing the hell out this dude. In all sense of the word. And um by luck of, of, of pure insanity he was able to to get away with but without being he he didn't get away without being scarred for life. And everywhere he goes, everywhere he sees somebody that even reminds him of her, he freaks out because she put that much fear in him. And he hallucinates about her regularly. So yeah, it just totally messes with, um, I took the story and I pretty much kept it the same. Only instead of her being a, a crazed fanatic that turns into a psychopathic torture, she's just a blundering idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice <laughs> so everything that happens to him is usually just her actually trying to help in a situation and every time she helps she makes it worse so um <laughs> the spilling soup on his lap was literally just because it, it was she tripped over herself and wound up putting the hot <laughs> soup in his lap and uh it was the time where it's like um he had his leg a all the brick log, or not a brick log? It was a log between his legs, and she broke his ankle, right? So he wouldn't go anywhere. But in this situation, she just so happened to fall down on top of this bed, tripped over, <laughs> and the bed flipped the log, and the log flipped up and went between his ankle. And then she, she fell back, trying to catch herself, and wound up hitting a hammer, which the hammer flew off the <laughs> ceiling, and wound up scratching his ankle. Like just the bad luck everywhere she went. And everything, everything that <laughs> she did, literally did to him. Like she was trying to fix a, a, a nail that was on top of the roof on one of the little, um, boards was coming off the roof and wound up hitting it too hard and the hammer fell through and hit him in the head. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> no matter whatever she did, he was just trying to get out of there and get better. And she was, she was, you know, trying to help him, but wound up making everything so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the point of the comedy it was, it was basically you know him getting to the point where he didn't even want to write the story anymore, the new story he <laughs> wants to stick with this story because as long as he can keep this character alive he'll never come around him again
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: gotcha, I like so, it
2: yeah so. that's, what I, that's what I deal with it just because I felt like it was a cool story But I felt like half of that stuff could have easily been a comedy in a situation because, like, she didn't have to break his damn ankle. She just like chose to in that situation. But but then again, it could have been just been that just because she's just a blundering idiot. That's all I can think about. She's just a buffoon. So, (laughs) yep, I like that thought process. I like it. So, okay.
0: Is he still haunted by her if it was all oh. accidental?
2: Oh yeah. yeah, he's still haunted. <laughs> he wanna be around her, you he don't want nothing to do with her. He's like, yeah. He is he is tormented of the fact of her trying to help. And the main the main part of the story was don't help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> help by leaving. I get it. Right.
2: Yeah. He he's one of those that, that was that was an a hole to begin with, so she just brought it out of him even more. Now he's like, I'll call you when I want to be alone, type thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it can't be like a, like a King Panther. Uh, exactly. With Clouseau. <laughs> with it's with always Clouseau. Yeah. You're
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to be this great detective, and you're, you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, funny.
1: At the fringes of perception, beyond the boundaries of your mind, just past the glow of the firelight, out of the corner of your eyes, you will find an edge case. Edge Case Podcast coming September tenth. Learn more at edgecasepod. dot com. All right. So, um, any closing thoughts? Any other uh, comedies you thought about doing, or any other movie genres you guys thought we should have done? <laughs>
0: to me, this picking a movie to turn into a comedy was difficult. Out of all three topics. Or all three 80, genres. Even more so than horror? Kind of, because I didn't want to take like anyone's hard work and like make fun of it. Oh, I do. And like, so many movies <laughs> are serious when they're not already a comedy. I don't know, it seems sort of wrong to mess with some of them. Yeah. Yeah, horror was hard to just write like that. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: I was oh. cool with it. I was cool with all of it. I, it was so many movies that ran through my head. I was like, like what's something that, that you could actually pick that was like, comedy it out? And I was thinking like, um, oh, what's that the movie? Nine and a half Weeks. Uh, oh. I was thinking, um, uh, The Predator. <laughs> I was thinking The <laughs> Terminator. I was, I was like going all those kind of routes. And I'm like, no, nah, let me just try
1: this. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so for me, like, when I did my research, I was uh, researching, like, uh, the top ten tearjerker movies because I knew I wanted to do a tearjerker. Wow. <laughs> and, so, and then I was like, I like, I know i never seen The Notebook, but i got, I got to swing for the fence. I'm going to try and swing for the fence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got easier once I remembered, like, the whole breaking the wall thing is comedy.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
0: once I found Jurassic Park and how close that sounded to something else, I was like, they could make this work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And dog, there's so many dog comedies.
2: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, uh, okay. so would you guys have preferred the, because uh, was the high fantasy okay, or would you have preferred the film noir? No,
2: I like the high fantasy. High fantasy okay. was cool.
0: Yeah, okay. let's be creative.
1: <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. It allows you to be creative. You you set up your whole world
0: uh-huh. based
2: on the situation and, and yeah, I like that a lot. That's very okay. cool. Oh. Okay. Sounds
1: good. So okay. Well, um uh, anything else? Are you guys good? No. Yeah. Alright. Well uh sure. just, all right. This has been Tad Too Far. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, TadTooFar.com, T-A-D-T-O-F-A-R.com. We're part of the Sioux Empire Podcast Network. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Um, That's all, folks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bedeep, 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 that's all.